We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Sean Davis in the place to be. Great fight this weekend. Did you guys see that? Before we start talking about this TV deal, what did you think about that? Lomachenko, what, look, first of all, I have so much respect for Lomachenko within the ring as a champion. But then when he left the sport in his prime to go and fight for his country, uh, I gained so much respect for him uh, as a man. And for him to come back to build upon that and put on the performance that he put on against Devin Haney at the age of 35, man, salute, tip of the cap. You are indeed a champion. Even though you didn't leave as a unified champion, I tip my cap. Uh, those of you that might think it was a highway robbery, I disagree. I, I had Lomachenko winning by one point. Oh, no, winning by one round, 115-113. But, you know, there were debatable rounds in there by which I could see a judge at ringside seeing certain rounds a different way. And, you know, for the fight to go 115 and 113 on two cards to Devin Haney, it's like, man, that's not what I thought. But I can't sit here and call it robbery because it wasn't like Lomachenko just dominating him the entire fight. He didn't. Devin, Devin Haney pretty much dominated, technically dominated the early part of that fight. What I will say, though, is rounds 10 and 11, whoo, Devin Haney, my boy, you took a beating. Devin Haney, I think you're a really good ball. And I said this before. I don't, I don't know if it was Jay Henry. I said this before. People were like, what are you saying? And I was like, man, Devin Haney hasn't done anything, in my opinion. I said, I'm not about to give him superstar status. He hasn't beat anybody, in my opinion. He went to the deep end with Lomachenko. And the fact that he responded in the 12th round showed me a lot about the young man. But Devin Haney is not Tank, and Devin Haney is not Shakur Stevenson. He's not. Those two are superstars. I don't think Devin Haney's a superstar. I think he's a really, I think he's a star. 
think he's a dang good box, boxer. I just don't think he's the level of Shakir Stevenson, and I definitely don't think he's the level of Tank. I just don't. And that's not that's not nothing to sneeze at. I'm not putting him down. I enjoyed the fight. Good fight. His father is a delusional. Talking about there's no need for a rematch because the fight wasn't close. You're delusional. Hush. Just shut up. Take the W. Take a deep breath. You know what it is. You saw your son getting rattled. You saw that in rounds 10 and 11. Come on, man. Lucky Lucky Podcast. And then Shakur, you call him out in your previous fight. He comes to the ring after the fight. Sir, Bill Haney, and you and your son, you run. You run. He answers your call. You call him out. He comes to the fight. He steps in the ring post-fight, and then both of you run. And then Devin Haney turns to Shakira and says, I'm the one. Sign the contract. If you're the one, sign the contract. Let's go. By August, we should see both of you in the ring. My money, if I were a bad man, definitely wouldn't be on you, Devin Haney. That's all I'm saying. And nights like Saturday is why the UFC probably will continue to dominate boxing, unfortunately. Sad to see. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Guys, this might end up being the biggest fumble in the history of business in college football. Story by Pete Thamel, ESPN, 
he brings it to us. And it's a story of what was once thought of as the biggest TV deal ever negotiated by Kevin Warren, then Big Ten Commissioner, worth more than $7 billion. Think about that. Big Ten schools, their chancellors, their presidents, their coaches, standing there thinking, whew, we got $7 billion on the way. Only to find out that Tony Bettini, the new president, the new commissioner, I'm sorry, new commissioner of the Big Ten, what he walked into was a little bit more, kind of like Marcus Freeman. He thought he walked into a very healthy situation contractually. And unfortunately, the foundation has begun to crumble. Now they have their deal with Fox. Now this is something, because this is at the, the, the core of this. This is something I did not know. The rights to the Big Ten championship game on an annual basis belong to, drumroll, the Big Ten Network. I did not know that. I should have known that because it makes sense, but I did not know that. The Big Ten Network has been selling the rights to Fox so Fox can carry it due to their building relationship. So Fox has been paying for the Big Ten Championship game. In these negotiations, Kevin Warren brings in NBC. Now, Kevin Warren, who has a great relationship with Jack Swarbrick, really was hedging and trying to repair. This is my opinion. He was hedging, using his relationship. Right? He's also a graduate of the University of Notre Dame using his relationship with Jack Swarbrick to kind of build or rebuild the relationship between Notre Dame and the Big Ten. He was attempting to make himself the olive branch. So by forming a deal or bringing in NBC, he also was trying to make things a little bit more lucrative for Notre Dame and his friend Jack Swarbrick. Because he didn't, he didn't get like a full package. He got a primetime package that was based upon the months of November. Now, by rule, I didn't know this either. Historically, the Big Ten has given its schools the rights not to play night games in November for a lot of logistical reasons, right? With holidays coming up, finals, things of that nature. Like, play the games early. I always wonder. It never made sense to me why Michigan-Ohio State was played at 11 o'clock Central Time. It just never – why are they playing this game at noon? This game should be at least a 3.30 start. That's what I've always thought. What are you talking, this, is, this is one of the biggest games every year. People are just getting up. Why are they playing this game so early, man? The schools in the Big Ten have the rights in the month of, months of November because of a lot of different things to set their own schedule. And most of those schools prefer not to play at night. Kevin Warren ignores that 
makes this deal with NBC that's based upon the primetime games, especially in November. That was something that a lot of Big Ten presidents were unaware of until they really dug in to the nuts and bolts of this contract. Also, Kevin Warren in 2026 gave the rights of the Big Ten championship game to Drumroll, NBC, in this negotiation. But he doesn't own it. <laughs> the only people that can give NBC the rights are the Big Ten Network. Kevin Warren, it wasn't, dude, the Big Ten Championship game is not yours to give away. Fox has been buying the rights. Fox has been buying the rights from the Big Ten Network. So how do you just tell NBC, oh, yeah, we're going to give you the Big Ten Championship game in 2026? Fox is upset. Big Ten Network is upset. Why? Because they weren't privy to this part of the negotiation. No one contacted the Big, Big Ten Network to say, hey, in order to make this deal a little bit more lucrative for NBC to come aboard, we need you to sell them the rights to the game in 2026. None of this was done. This is amazing, right? This is big time. Man, if you thought the Andy Luckwig contractual thing was hilarious, this, this story about Pete Thamel, Man, I'm scary as a Bears fan now. Because now this man is over the new stadium and everything moving forward for the Chicago Bears. He's over everything. I'm supposed to trust him to solidify the funding for all of this after this debacle? Man. So now, Sean, you said, man, what does this mean? Right? What does this mean? Well, what it means is Notre Dame is in the catbird seat. Because Notre Dame and the exclusive rights with NBC to negotiate, it's getting ready to come to a close. Under Armour and their exclusive rights are a thing of the past, right? And NBC thought they were going to have something in their back pocket when they came to the table with Notre Dame that they no longer have. So now, you wouldn't think that they would need Notre Dame or they would be willing to move away from Notre Dame with the new relationship with the Big Ten. But with things seem like they're in jeopardy, now you have to come back to us. Come on. Come on. I can see somebody needs to put it on social media today and send it to me because I'm not good at graphics. But somebody needs to take a picture of Thanos from Endgame when he sits there and he's waiting. And Iron Man and Cap and Thor walk out. And Thanos says, all of your efforts and everything you've done where has it gotten you? It's brought you right back to me. And this is Notre Dame right now after reading this story. Notre Dame is sitting there. NBC, its execs, 
and everybody they're walking out, walking back. And put Jack Swarbrick's face on Thanos for me. Anybody out there that's good at graphics, go ahead. Just put Jack Swarbrick's face on Thanos. Just sitting there telling him everything you tried to do, what has it gotten? Where has it brought you to? Right back to me. NBC. Hey, you thought you had us. You thought you had outgrown us. Hi, you're still here. You still need us. You're still Notre Dame. Still one of the biggest brands in college football. So what you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Cause this right here, this ain't it. <laughs> what we're reading in this Pete Thamel piece? Listen to some of this. This is crazy. Schools just found out the Big Ten. They just found things like this out that they're going to have to pay back nearly $40 million to Fox because, according to sources, Warren delivered NBC the Big Ten football title game in 2026 without the full authority to do so. Every school has to pay Fox. Well, I don't know if this is every school. Collectively, they all have to pay back $40 million to Fox. Because Kevin Warren gave NBC something that he didn't have the authority to give. That's crazy. Also, they're going to have to pay $25 million total for a deal to pay Fox back for lost 2020 football games due to COVID. This came after an arrangement between Fox and the conference that was unable to muster the lost revenue from the COVID-19 season. So he made a deal to add extra revenue to make up for 2020 that has not been made up. And so now, since it's not been made up, there's a back end to pay. Another $25 million. Oh, it gets better. There's tens of millions of dollars of value of the NBC primetime deal in flux. Esmatiti has been racing to ensure it keeps as much of its original value as possible. Historically in the Big Ten, after the first weekend of November, schools, this is what I was telling you guys, schools were not required to play night games for a myriad of reasons, health, recovery, campus logistics, among other things. These were known all across the league and known to Kevin Warren, and he ignored it. Multiple sources told ESPN that there has been pushback from a number of schools, including, uh-oh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, to play those late November night games. So if the big dogs ain't going, it ain't happening. And he's trying to save the deal. He's trying to save all of that money that NBC had. And NBC is like, well, hey, if those three schools aren't playing their most important games coming to the end of the season on primetime on our network, 
It's not worth it. And that's when they return back to Notre Dame. Tail in between their legs. You thought you had us. Unfortunately, until those documents are signed, man, it's kind of like a recruiting, right, guys? Until there's a uh, signature, an email, because they don't, I'm sure they don't fax the letter of intent anymore, right? Until there's an email with that signature. The recruiting is never done. You didn't get the signatures, Kevin Warren, and now you have Mr. Petiti, Tony himself, Tony P, struggling to clean up your mess. But we here at Notre Dame, in the Notre Dame fan base, we appreciate you. We appreciate you for putting Notre, for putting NBC back in the bidding. Because we're not just looking at NBC, CBS, what's up? How y'all doing? What's up? NBC, hey. Remember uh, Killmonger when he first met his family? Hey, auntie. That's Notre Dame right now. They're like Killmonger. What's up? Hey, auntie. It's me. Let the bidding war begin. Because this money that Notre Dame's about to uh, shovel in with this new TV deal. Look, I hear you, Irish fans. Let's say it collectively. Let's do the right thing with it. Jack Swarbrick, you can be a good steward and spend a little more. It's okay. Get the NIL collective right. Get it right. Fund your coaching staff. Pay them. Give them resources. If you have to build another building, do that. Can you do that for a brother? I feel like little Penny today. Man, can you just do, can you do that for a brother? Can you help us out? Come on, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I had to do a solo today, but that's what we do. I did it with the greatest co-host as LL Nation, Notre Dame fans. We're here because of you. Once again, subscribe on YouTube. Smash that thumbs up button. It helps us out, man. It helps us out. Helps with the views. CFB Nation. Go lock in right now. This weekend, we had two shows. We had the best of with Cam McDaniel and Chris Fink, where they were recapping last season and forecasting the 2023 season. If you missed that, make sure you go and listen to it. It was a fabulous show. 
the best of Lucky Lefty each and every Sunday exclusively at CFB Nation. Chat was lit. You guys are the best. Sorry I couldn't get to some of your comments, but you already know. We greatly appreciate you. Great Monday. Hope you guys continue to have a great day. At this point, you already know what time it is. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Adora Whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com, the premium American whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. Everybody in the chat, I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for all the kind words about today's show. Man, we do it for you. First of all, I want to pay honor to Carmelo Anthony, but before we do that, Charles Barkley, you have to go on the Petty Train but what you said yesterday during this interview. My little experience in the playoffs has always been the most difficult. So regardless, whether we're at home or on the road, it's gonna be a battle. You know, they're a really good team. They're a well-coached team. They got stars. They're not gonna lay down. So, you know, we gotta come in and handle business on Tuesday. Yeah, clearly you didn't watch the game tonight. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo, stop, come on. Come on, well-coached and don't lay down. Don't lay down <laughs> go, hey, go, go look year. at the tape again. <laughs> Chuck. Chuck, you're a wild boy. You're a wild boy. You're sitting there interviewing Vincent. <laughs> He's trying to be nice and complimentary, as he should. No bulletin board material. And you just, man. <laughs> man, you didn't have to go there, man. Guys, look, I want to share this story with you, man. And it's always nice to just share uh, some of my experiences, man. I'm blessed. Um, to be born to the family that I was born into, man, that introduced me to Notre Dame and took me to my first Notre Dame game as an infant. I was like two years old in my grandfather's lap. Um, I have an uncle who is retired, but for over 20 years, he was the head of security for the Denver Nuggets. And in that time, you know, when he would come to Chicago, he would always tell us, yo, I'm going to leave you some tickets at the game. But this one time, we happened to be traveling for ministry's sake to New Orleans. And that particular night that we arrived, New Orleans just happened to be playing Denver. So we contacted Unc. He said, yo, I'm going to leave you some tickets. He said, but I want you guys to wait because I'm going to come get you after the game. We wait. He comes, he gets us after the game, he takes us to the back. And he brings Carmelo Anthony over. Now, I just want to say this. I have a, two brothers, two younger brothers. Uh, one is an Irish twin. He was born 10 and a half months after I was born. 
and he was born with Down syndrome. They gave him a year to live and he just celebrated his 48th birthday. It's my guy, it's my ride or die, man. He's always been by my side as we grew up because I always wanted to protect him, you know, from people just being me. And he was with us on a trip. And I'll never forget this, man. Carmelo Anthony walks up. He speaks to my dad. He speaks to me. And he immediately walks over to my brother. And he gives my brother a hug and he daps him. And Carmelo Anthony, with fans clamoring for his autograph, stands there and talks to my brother with Down syndrome for 10 minutes. That was it. I don't think. I'll give a darn about his marital issues, who he is as a basketball player. He summed up who he was as a man to me that night. I get emotional, man, because I spent a lifetime protecting my my little brother from this world. And cruel people in this world. Still protecting to this day. No, that's my story, man. I don't care what he does in life. He's a real G to me. So, yo, Carmelo, salute to you on your retirement, man. Thank you. I remember the days when I had nothing, just a ball on the court and a dream of something more. But basketball was my outlet. My purpose was strong, my communities, the cities I represented with pride, and the fans that supported me along the way. I am forever grateful for those people and places, because they made me Carmelo Anthony. But now the time has come for me to say goodbye to the court where I made my name, to the game that gave me purpose and pride. But this bittersweet goodbye to the NBA, I'm excited about what the future holds for me. When people ask what I believe my legacy is, it's not my feats on the court that come to mind, nor the awards or praise, because my story has always been more than basketball. My legacy, my son, is in you.
I will forever continue through you. Because the time has come for you to carry this torch. So, Kai, chase your dreams. Let nothing hold you back. Let nothing intervene. My legacy, now and forever, lives on through you. And I'll always be proud of all that you do. Peace. We got to keep it real.